This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, Larry Gifford, host of the podcast When Life Gives You Parkinson's, tells us about the challenges of living with Parkinson's, the warning signs, and the incredible new treatments that are being developed. Something you got to hear. Let's go! As Ryan would say, it's time for a Mario animation themed round of game showy trivia. The Mario movie has crushed it at the box office, so we took a little look at some of the best animated movies of all time. And are you okay with rum and butter chocolate bars from way back in the day? Yes, please. How about DIY work at home? I like DIU work. <laughs> Do it yourself, as in yourself. It's all in the Shift Daily Podcast. This is the Shift Podcast. Larry Gifford is here. Yay! Larry is a longtime radio guy. Actually, Larry has a long history of doing nighttime radio back in the day from sports stuff to talkie stuff and all that. So whenever I get to gripe about working at nighttime, Larry's got a really good perspective. <laughs> Helps me out a ton. Um, how you doing, Larry? Great to see you. I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me onto the big show. Well, we're inviting you on because a couple of days ago, it was Parkinson's Day. Um, it's Parkinson's month in general, so um, we wanted to bring you on because uh, this is part of your your daily your daily battle. It, it really is. I thought you were going to bring me on to ridicule me and like make Parkinson's oh. jokes or something. Or... Oh, I don't have to ridicule. I don't have to narrow that down to one month, Larry. I can do that all year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, yeah. It was, it's World Parkinson's uh, Day a couple days ago, and here I am. Uh, fighting this battle every day, along with mm -hmm. 10 million other people around the world, uh, 100,000 people or more in Canada, uh, and the 500 new people are diagnosed in Canada every year. And it's going, wow, eh? and the rate is just going faster and faster and faster. Is that is that Parkinson's sort of spreading, which is not the case, but, um, or is that technology and awareness getting better that people are starting to see it differently? I think it's a combination. Um, they, they've, they've done the research and taken into account, you know, the aging population and taken into account technology and, and resources and whatnot. But what they're finding, it's still advancing at a, at an unnatural pace, mm -hmm. uh, which is why, uh, people in the Parkinson's community, the experts prior to COVID, they were calling it the next pandemic because it has all the signs except for you can't, you know, spread it person to person. But it is a global issue, and it is from 1995 to the year uh, 2015. It the number of people with Parkinson's doubled. And from 2015 to 2040, it's going to double again. Really? Um, and so it's just it's constantly growing at a rapid pace. It's the fastest growing neurological condition in the world, and wow. uh, they don't know how to stop it. Well, we're hearing this though, and this is where I was, I was hoping that we could lean into the answer of they're getting so much better and hard work on awareness things like you guys do with the Michael J. Fox found, uh, foundation, all those things that this is where, um, things are changing. We're also hearing about ALS. We're hearing about a more conditions like this that were sort of on the peripheral while we are starting to see it maybe come present in our lives as more people we know are, are going through these diagnoses, but th this has got to be 
at least part of the good news as it unfolds, no? Oh, for that sure. We're and, and, more aware? and even in my work with the PD Avengers, the Global Alliance to End Parkinson's Disease, I'm partnering with ALS and MS and, and Alzheimer's because if any research done in those areas, any breakthroughs in any of those diseases will benefit Parkinson's mm. because they're all okay. kind of cousins. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it though, right? Yeah, it's it's really um, the brain is a mysterious, wonderful, terrible thing. It is. Um, tell us about Parkinson's. I mean, what do they know today? Um, Parkinson's is new as a conversation. It's been a peripheral conversation for so many. What what is it for when you talk about the brain and the brain science? What does that look like? Well, so for a, for a long time, they were thinking that it was strictly about the alpha synuclein in your brain. Uh, in, in cells that was like they were misfolding um, and they were killing off the, the, the cells of dopamine because it's, mm. it's a dopamine depletion disease. So once I'm diagnosed with Parkinson's officially, I have, I've killed off probably 70 to 80 percent of my dopamine producing cells and they don't grow back. Really? Um, so there's just clumps of alpha synuclein. And when they start, the, when the alpha synuclein begins to clump up, that's when you get Lewy body which is what Robin Williams ultimately died from. Um, you hear about Lewy body dementia. That's mm -hmm. a that's sort of a, a next level of Parkinson's uh, that you know is sort of end stage. Um, and the um, now they're looking at the mitochondria, which is inside the cell. It's the battery. So if you think of it as Traditionally, we have dura cells, they, they're or energizers or whatever. They you put a, you have a battery, it dies and it's over. But now mm -hmm. they, they believe they can recharge these mitochondria and re regenerate them, which would bring the cells back to life. Okay. So the, that's what um, the science of Parkinson's looks like. Um, what does the day look like, Larry? Like what, what is, um, I mean, I've seen, I've learned from you that there's sort of this wall some days that you you get to. There are days where you function, you crush it. Discipline, regimen, um, being organized, holy crap, seems to be the answer. But every now and then, sometimes you just have to push pause. What does a day look like for Larry? Well, I don't get a lot of sleep. Uh, the max, max hours of sleep I can get are f is five in a row, uh, but it's usually less. Um, and it's just because my body, and it takes my body a long time to go to sleep, and it takes, uh, I can't stay asleep. And when I am asleep, it's very active dreaming. It's vivid dreams. It's real life, and I'm moving around and acting out my dreams. Really? Yeah. And that's all part of Parkinson's. Really? Do you, uh, okay, so I get restless leg, right? Like my leg kicks. So that's, that could so be. Are you literally, like, I'm, are you all over the place? I'm literally punching things, and I'm falling out of bed because I'm diving for things, or. Really? Uh, yeah. So I sleep in a separate bed than my wife does because I don't want to hurt her. She's um, no fun sleeping with a helmet on. Yeah, yeah, or a face mask or whatever. Wow, hey. Eh? Um, and so, uh, so that, there's that. And then I get up in the morning, and it, uh, it takes about 20 minutes for my my medicine to kick in. So for that first 20 minutes, I am like a walking zombie if I can walk. Mm. Sometimes I can't even get out of bed without her help. Because mm -hmm. um, I just it's the 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 problems with Parkinson's, you'll see people have a hard time getting started thinking, getting started walking, getting started talking. Uh, it's it's that, that first mo movement is really difficult, um, especially when you've been off meds overnight. 
I take medicine then every two to two and a half hours for the whole day in order to maintain my level of me. Really? eh? Yeah. Hmm. Um, Then um, I I work until about noon or one every day and then I go take like an hour nap. Um, And that's where you hit that wall. It's like, it's not like it's nap time. It's like my body goes, we're shutting you down now. It's like uh, like a robot that I need recharged. Yeah, it's like a light switch kind of like you. It really so you is. Know. Um, yeah. And they call it sudden um, uh, su- sudden sleep something. Uh, and it's an actual symptom of Parkinson's, and a lot of people have it. Um, and so, like right before you're about to get there, like you, if you're talking to somebody, you start yawning, and it's really rude. <laughs> You oh, can't yeah, keep right. your eyes open. And my wife's like, just go take your nap. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, and then um, as the day goes on, um, I'm usually best in the morning. And then as the day goes on, my symptoms sort of uh, ramp up. And by the evening, I'm usually in quite a bit of pain. Hmm. Now, pain, pain's pain been a thing. You've shared this with me. I know that um, when walking before your feet and pain, uh, and if this is too personal, I mean, you, you've stopped me, please. But um, but I know that you've been through different aspects of this journey in and around what pain's been like for you. Yeah, uh, pain sucks. Chronic pain is, if anybody's ever had it, um, I'm sorry. Because it it's hard to not think about it when it's there. And it's hard, but you want to ignore it so you can live your life. But seriously, like I, I if, when you have to walk on your heels, because if you put your toe down it's going to just like it's going to resonate through your body like you've just been right. shocked with a uh, like a police stun gun oh really like it, it's horrible it, or your feet are on fire or your feet are being you know pinpricked and um or, or for a lot of people the cramping is the big deal where the toe goes up and then the other cur- toes curl under at extreme levels and until the foot cramps huh. and that's called dystonia and this is this was nothing that was in your never everyday life before. No, no, no. Um, I was just wondering because you know sometimes people go through their, you know they they recognize that things are different or or maybe they're the same but they didn't know or uh, is there anything that we should share with I mean people that that so they know what is uh, these indicators or signs of what things they might be going through, Larry? Yeah, well they they can go to worldparkinsonsday.com and there's a lot of great information there. Uh, you can also uh, visit reputable sites. So go to uh, like Harvard or or go to Stanford's website or go to, go to Parkinson Canada's website, parkinson.ca. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they have lists of symptoms to look out for. But early, early symptoms are constipation, losing your sense of smell, and really small handwriting. Even before like trimmer comes on or anything else, those things may begin to happen. Is small handwriting, is that just the motor skills starting to change? Yeah, it's a fine motor skills deteriorating and they call it micrographia. And it's a it's a it's a it's an early stage um symptom of Parkinson's. Yeah. Okay, so I know that Larry Gifford is our guest here. Um Parkinson's month here, World Parkinson Day was a couple of days ago. There's lots to celebrate in this world though, Larry. And I, I know that your nature is not to sort of just dwell on uh, sore feet. So uh, what can we, what, how can we look at this? Um, What are some of the good things that are coming here that you're starting to discover? Because the powerhouse that is Michael J. Fox and that whole world um, 
the 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 Avengers that you uh, guys have all there that you guys work so hard to share it. I mean, your podcast is fantastic, and it's very very um, it's filled with some incredibly influential people too. And so, what 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 can we look forward to to celebrate here? Um, because there have been such massive steps forward. I mean, the first time I was introduced to Parkinson's was my neighbor, and that was in two thousand and three. I had no idea what it was. It was my neighbor who had the shakes. That's really what it was, right? And that was it. So it's come a long way in 20 years, Larry. Well, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of great research going on. And, you know, listen, science takes a lot of time and a lot of money, but the people that are doing it are really smart and they're, they're making headway. Uh, right now, there's a trial going on in Hamilton, Ontario, uh, with the Gateway Neurophysio. Uh, it's a randomized control trial with a med medical tech company called Symbix out of Australia. And they're, they're testing the effectiveness of photobiomodulation, but you know it better mm-hmm. as light therapy. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so they're using red, red light and infrared light uh, on your gut, your vagus nerve and on your head. Mm-hmm. And I'm really? actually starting that this week. Oh, the, Laser beams to your head. I'm, I'm laser beams to my head. I've got a helmet that has like all sorts really? of infrared lasers on it. And, yeah. And it's uh, very cool. You haven't done it yet? I've not done it yet, but I look like I'm like ready for like a Star Wars sequel or something. Really? Eh? We're going to get a selfie? Are you going to get a selfie? <laughs> sure. I'll, yeah, I'll put up a selfie. Sweet. Um, and uh, it, so that's promising because they, they it's not invasive. It can't hurt mm. you. It's been safety tested. It's been approved by Health Canada. Uh, and, um, if it works great, if it doesn't work, no harm, no foul. Th- those are the things that you look forward to. You hope you can hit a home run with that. Uh, there's mm-hmm. also, uh, they're doing stem cell trials in the United States and, and elsewhere around the world that are looking very promising, uh, as an alternative to deep brain stimulation, where they would just dump a bunch of uh, dopamine, uh, stem cells into your brain, sort of replenish it and put you, sort of reset you back to zero. Really, eh? Um, and that, of course, they would continue to die off unless they figure out how to stop that disease process. But you know, you know, chance I got diagnosed at forty-five. Perhaps I had it for all my life. We don't know. So, right. if it hit, keeps me another forty years, okay, that's uh, that's life. You know, so hmm. I'll take it. Uh, and then uh, the the other thing is, there's hundred and fifty different medications in the drug pipeline for Parkinson's. Which is a lot for Parkinson's. Um, you know, ten years ago there may have been a dozen, uh, and three of those are in the final phase three step, uh, which is a lot to be sort of coming down the home stretch. And if they pass that phase three, then they've checked all the boxes. They're safe, they're effective, and they're more effective than their predecessors. So then it goes to like all the government health agencies to get the government approvals, and then it becomes part of the regular you know, protocol. Huh. And this, this all comes directly from, I mean, this, this kind of fundraising to push these things forward, this wasn't a thing 20 years ago, was it? Well, 20 years ago, uh, just over 20 years ago, the Michael J. Fox foundation started. And then uh, a few years after that, uh, there were several other uh, foundations uh, that were founded. You know, some of Parkinson's foundation's been around for probably 70 years, but uh, yeah, this kind of really big, money going into Parkinson's research is coming from Google and Apple and um, uh, Bill, 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 uh, Bill Gates Foundation mm-hmm. and 
from Sergey Brin, who who is the founder of Google. Mm -hmm. um, his mom has Parkinson's, and mm -hmm. he has the gene for Parkinson's. So uh, he's very invested in it, and he's he's done a great job of supporting um, all sorts of projects, in, including helping to fund many of the projects at the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Parkinson's causes you a lot of pain, discomfort, um, struggles for everything you've gone through. But Parkinson um, has changed your perspective. I know you've shared this, this with me. Um, you're a dad too. And so um, maybe just leave us with one of the gifts that you, um, you know, maybe old Larry, pre-Parkinson's, that perspective of life and that guy. I mean, you were a bit of a crusher when it came to your broadcast work and, and you're very much a family man now. Is that an example or is there another example of where your presence and, and your experiences has offered you some gifts that you might not have had from this? Well, there's all sorts of gifts um, that you get with this. It's it's really, uh, some people call it the, the, the gift that keeps on taking because <laughs> it, yeah. it takes all your your uh you know your abilities but it does give you um a sense of the now like mm -hmm. really being able to be present so you can deal with what's in front of you uh, and that's not just in dealing with the, the disease but also with dealing with your family and, and being able to be in the moment with your son and your wife and and i'm not 100 percent good at that but i'm a lot better than i was um and, and it, the the friends and the 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 people that i've met uh, through this um, adventure, this journey ha have been really um, so supportive and amazing. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, every so, you know, just last weekend, one of my friends with Parkinson's passed away because he fell in his house. No, I'm sorry. Um, and that happens, you know, um, a great advocate. Um, and even though we were telling people how to do, how to be with Parkinson's and how to live your best life, you know, you, you, some things are, are not predictable. So mm -hmm. you, you try your best to stay in the moment and to, you know, be positive and, and look for those uh, silver linings as best you can. And I, they're, they're there. They're there every day. What do we need to do, Lar? What do we need to do? I, I think you need to go to parkinson.ca and learn about Parkinson's and maybe donate to the Parkinson's Canada folks. You go to pdavengers.com and sign up for free to be a PD Avenger and support uh, the, the, uh, the urgency to end Parkinson's. Uh, and uh, go to uh, worldparkinsonday.com and uh, you know, f learn about the spark and, and, and how you can participate in some social media outreach. Inspiring, by the way, the way you push through and and um, make sure that you uh, stay connected with me. I know that. Um, and through all the days. And I mean, Larry's technically my boss, but also a mentor for me as well. So you uh, you're, you spy inspire me because through all of this, I mean, you don't ever, while we've had to adapt or change, you don't ever let it get in the way. And I'm very grateful for your hard work. I appreciate work that. that. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the goal. Yeah. Well, you're succeeding in my book. Fantastic. Thanks for being here, bud. Hey, thank you. Thank you. This is the Shift Podcast. <laughs> it's time for Game Showing. It's Canada's favorite game show on the radio. 
Our guest, joining us from B.C. somewhere, is Chelsea Campbell. Here's your host, Ryan O'Donnell. Oh, the gang's all here, folks. It's time for the trivia. We have a very special game of game show. I got to like spice up the sound effects and everything. This might be the the best sounding game show yet. Right. That's because our theme is dynamite. So, dynamite. I don't know. Yes. Or I guess in this case, we should say. No, I don't have a Mario pun for that. Anyway, so grab your overalls and some popcorn because it's time for a Mario and animated movie themed edition of Game Showy. Now, why are we doing that? Not only did the new Super Mario Bros. movie win the box office this weekend, taking in $368 million, it also just knocked Frozen 2 off the top spot for the biggest opening for an animated movie ever. So we're taking the chance to celebrate a Mario and also animated movies. So here's how this all works. If you're new to Game Showy or you need a refresher, our contestants, Kelsey Campbell, Shane Hewitt, are going to pick a question and a difficulty of said question. Today, we're playing for coins because Mario, you know, he's got to have his coins. One coin is an easy question. Three is difficult. If you get the question right, you hear this. Very good. And if it's wrong, you're going to hear this. I, the amount of times I heard that sound as I accidentally threw Mario off a cliff playing Mario 64 as a kid. Oh, it's like triggering. We have three categories of questions to choose from uh, this evening. First, we have All Mario with It's a Me. Second, we have Animation Classics. And three, Voice Actors. Okay. Mm. And that's not all. We also Mm. have the text line special, which is a question just for the shift heads, just for listeners. It's hidden right in the show, which means one of our contestants is going to stumble on it. And when they do, they could win two coins. And when we do land on it, you're going to hear this sound. Fun fact. The... that you hear every week that's actually mm-hmm. from a mario game so i just made it more mario by adding yahoo okay so 877-399-9898 listeners this is your question text in your answers and you could help out the uh, contestant that stumbles on the text line special here is your question hold on hold what on. is St- what? stumble what what is it called when he actually like goes up on top of the green pipe and like bloop 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 like, uh, what warp. is that? It's a... Warps. Okay. I yep. think we'll, we'll warp onto, into the text line special. These things Let's matter. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Attention Let's to go. detail. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, okay. Here's your question. <laughs> 877-399-9898. What is the oldest Disney movie? The first. Is it Cinderella? Sleeping Beauty? Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, or Pinocchio. Again, what is the oldest Disney movie? Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, or Pinocchio? Text in your answers now, and uh, you could be the game changer, my friends. Okay. 
That's it? Okay. No, no I got more. I was just laughing at myself. I've got my Nintendo controller, so I'm really ready to go. Um, okay, it's time for Canada's game show. Texts are coming in already that include... This conversation saddens me. I really liked Cutthroat Kelsey. Another text says, tell Kelsey that I think she sounds really sweet. Dave. Liar, Dave. Kelsey is fierce. She can hurt me. So we're just going to get started. Here's your host one more time. It's a Bob. It's a me, a Bob. Even more Italian. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, so Kelsey won last time. Shane was off. Shane, I'm going to give you first pick. I'd like to dedicate this this match to Martin Strong and uh, the fact that he, you know, really sacrificed mm-hmm. the body on this one last week. So let's, mm-hmm. let's just start there. All right, Cutthroat Kelsey is here, so that means we need to go for three coins. And it's me. It's a me. Okay, here's your question. In, uh, you know, we all know what Mario looks like. He's mm-hmm. uh, got the, you know, the overalls, the blue and the red and the hat. But in the original Super Mario Bros. game, he is not wearing blue overalls. What color were they? Red. Oh. Yeah. That's uh, three, three coins? Yeah. Come on. You know what? I just want to say, Shane, I'm, I'm so proud of you, and you really earned that, and uh, oh, it was just incredible, incredible work. Incredible work figuring that out all on wow. your own. Listen to you. <laughs> I'm not, I, yes, that's correct. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Hit the bus. <laughs> Yay, you got a coin. Yes, I got, like, I got my little, my mini uh, Nintendo Classic. Uh, yeah, here. yeah, you got the yeah, right. Yeah, I've got the fun one. Yeah, you can play those games still today. And uh, you know what's funny? I tried to look up why Nintendo changed it, and nobody knows. There's no answer anywhere on the internet as to why Nintendo changed to red and blue. Pants. But uh, no, it works. That's what they did. So there mm-hmm. you go. Uh, I feel like you can coins. only picture him in red. His shirt was well, red I mean, when it they turned blue. Primary right? color there. Isn't that what happened? Well, he's got the red shirt and then the blue overalls but in the original it was like red and green it was different yeah so they may have changed it because of luigi maybe that would be luigi. my theory way to go luigi all right so luigi shane for halloween three halloweens in a row <laughs> you were <laughs> i always impressive. think i'm gonna get creative and i'm like you know what i got luigi hanging in the closet we're going with luigi <laughs> <laughs> i've got luigi <laughs> hanging in the closet <laughs> Oh my god. Not good. Okay, let's move along. <laughs> let's okay. let's move along. Kelsey, you're up. Okay, my turn. And Shane, I just I want to thank you again for setting the tone for the show oh, and dear. uh and, and choosing three coins. And I you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna match your energy and thank you so much again for having me oh, uh god. here for Game Show. <laughs> I'm gonna go three coins voice actors. Okay. Ooh. So, here's how this is going to work. I'm going to play you a brief clip of a segment from a movie, and you need to tell me who that voice is. So, who voices this character in The Lion King? Jono, if you can hit that clip for me. Look, Simba. Everything the light touches (laughs) is our kingdom. Wow. Wow. That's three coins. Can you tell me whose voice that is? 
Okay, what is her name? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Those, is it Cher? I want to know. I'm going to go with that. Uh, that is definitely James Earl Jones. Yes, no, it's that not. is it's correct. Darth Vader. Darth Vader himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was at one point the highest grossing uh, animated movie of all time. And it was the, one of the highest grossing films right behind Jurassic Park. And it still uh, still holds up to this day. Except so the kind of surprised that's a... Kelsey's not Darth Vader for Halloween. It's Kelsey walking into the meeting. <laughs> With all my sweetness, Dave. Dave does not understand this reference. No, no. I just I walk with butterflies and. Happy oh birds. my God! Listen to this. Okay, so our categories are it's a me animation classics voice actors because the Super Mario movie like crushed at the box office mm -hmm. this weekend. So I'm going to go animation classics, and I am going to go for three coins because we got cutthroat Kelsey here. Okay, this is a this is a very <laughs> tough question. Okay, but I've mentioned this before on the shift, so if you're paying attention, you'll know. What animated movie did Ryan's mom have to sit through the most when he was a kid? Lion King, Iron Giant, Finding Nemo, or Treasure Planet? What were you, you were you born? 96. Oh, that screws me up. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, okay, because Lion King was Planet. earlier than that. I don't know Iron Giant. Treasure Planet's weird and Finding Nemo, that's fishy to me. I've got to go with Lion King, Ryan, just because I mm. feel like that's that's the only one that would be of appeal to you because the rest of them I feel should be nerdier than that. Uh, okay, well, Iron Giant is about a giant robot coming down to space and befriending someone and becoming Superman. Just nerdy. Treasure Planet is pirates in space. Nerdy. <laughs> Finding Nemo is delightful. But yes, the correct answer is Lion King. That is the movie I watched the most. <laughs> However, if I had to pick of any of those movies to watch now, it's Iron Giant. It makes me cry every single time I watch it. And, fun fact... Brad Bird, the guy behind Pixar, um, Finding Nemo, Toy Story, all of those, Incredibles. That's his first movie with Disney, is The Iron really? Giant. That's mm. where it all started. So there you so go. So good, I've never heard of it. Six um, um, coins for Shane, three for yes. Kelsey. All right. It's a tough game. It's getting, right. it's getting a lot harder to be Martin-esque here. Like, I, you know, I'm just really happy for you that you're having this success, and it's getting mm -hmm. really difficult for me to have a comeback, but I'm really happy for you. It's mm -hmm. good. It's because <laughs> um, it's not your nature. No, no, I, I think, I think this is my natural being, just really being happy for you and mm -hmm. not panicked at all that I'm not... Cutthroat Kelsey's coming out. Okay. Cutthroat Kelsey. Uh, it's time. <laughs> the comeback is real. I lasted I like 15 this, seconds. This <laughs> okay. I'm going animation classics. Animation classics. And the highest I can go here is two coins. So we're going mm -hmm. two coins. Oh, uh, did you just get a one up? I hope so. Because you just landed. Sorry, you just warped onto of the Tech Line <laughs> special. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. I might keep the Yahoo. I really like I that. I like that. I was going to say really this like is a Yahoo. keeper. This is great. Okay. The question is for the shift heads and the shift heads alone. So, Kelsey, even if you know the answer, you cannot tell it to me. It is up to the text line. 
Let's see if they are going to provide you with some coins here. The question, once again, is what is the oldest Disney movie? Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, or Pinocchio? Those are the answers. We got a lot of text on this. Uh, Cinderella comes in here. It's really just between Cinderella and Snow White. However, I can confirm, as Trucker Dan says here, no brainer. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. That was the number one texted in question or answer. And that is the correct one. Very good. Yes. Yahoo! 1937 that movie came out. Whoa. And it was the first like, animated movie Disney ever made. The next in line was Pinocchio in 1940. Mm. Really? During World War II. Like, think Can about you that. name them? Crazy. Can you name all the dwarves, Ryan? I feel like this Whoa. is something that... Uh, we got Pauly, Tony, uh, <laughs> Sleepy, Dumbo, <laughs> Spaghetti Joe. Uh, I don't know. We got a, there, that's five. Uh, how about Tom and John? That that's my guess. No, there's Earth, Rump- Wind, Fire. It, okay, um, yeah, yeah. What was the no. original question? <laughs> We're talking about uh, the by dwarves. the way, no. do you know what's not the Seven Dwarves? That's not what they're called. Did you know that? Uh, what are you going to say here? That's what What's the movie's happening? called. <laughs> no, it's called, they're called the Seven Dwarfs. It's not oh. Dwarves. There's Seven Dwarfs. Is Dwarves? That's not Dwarves. Anyway, huh. Kelsey gets oh, more yeah. points. Oh, yeah, you're right. Kelsey does get more points. Let's get Kelsey those Kelsey does rolling. get more points. Kelsey gets two coins for that, so it's only All one right. behind Shane. Only one. I'm not we worried. have one more I'm question each. And yep. um, that means we need to go for something that's going to be um, uh, really good here, I think, that we're going to have to go for. I'm going to go for It's a Me uh, for two coins. For a two coin. Okay, here is your question. That wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, that was not a good Mario voice. Okay, e- <laughs> Mario does not first appear in a Mario game. Mario first shows up in Donkey Kong, but he was not called Mario. What was Mario's original name in Donkey Kong? Was it Polly, Jumpman, Barrelman, or the Plumber? Oh, God. I was going to, because it's Donkey Kong, I was going to think that it's probably Barrelman, but then, you know, it's Mario. Uh, I don't think Polly is a thing. Uh, for Jumpman, he does jump on things. <sighs> Tough one. ABC, 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 ABC. I'm going with the plumber. That's got to be the. It's got to be the answer. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going a with plumber. the plumber. The plumber, buddy. That's not that. No, that's incorrect. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, down he goes. Uh, it is not the plumber. So Kelsey, you now have five seconds to steal the answer if you know it. It's wow. got to. It's got to be Jumpman. It's got to be Jumpman. Jumpman is like Jordan. <laughs> Correct. Yes, he was. He has his own sneakers. Called the jump man. Old Jono gave you like no time there. No, really. Yeah. He's like, and you are four seconds in as he's telling you five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> time's up. <laughs> I have an incredible story for this. Originally, Mario was going to be called Mr. Video when he got his own name, but then Nintendo's warehouse manager's landlord, his name was Mario Segale, and they went, "That's a great name," and that's why Mario is oh, called wow. Mario because of an aggressively Italian man. In Japan. Oh, oh in America. Sorry. Amazing. All right. Thank you. All right. The total right now is Shane has six. Kelsey has seven coins. Kelsey mm-hmm. gets the last question. Yeah. 
Cutthroat Kelsey is far more successful than mm-hmm. what's yeah. another alliterative name? Yeah. Sweet Kelsey. <laughs> Cuddly Kelsey? That you can't Nailed even it. say sweet Kelsey. Like Cuddly Kelsey. Hey. Nobody wants that. Oh, okay. Luigi hanging in the closet. <laughs> well, I'm gonna just I'm gonna remain vicious because apparently that's what runs in my blood. So let's let's really hammer this home. Two coins. Under voice Two coins. Actors, All right, we please. got another we got another voice question here. So I'm gonna play you a snippet from the movie Shrek. Kelsey, Ooh. who voices Princess Fiona in Shrek? Here's a little snippet of her. By night one way, by day another, this shall be the norm. Until you find true love's first kiss, and then take love's true form. Is that Charlie Theron, Cameron Diaz, Anne Hathaway, or Scarlett Johansson? Wow, I am so lucky that I know this not from that because I don't remember her voice sounding like that. I feel like you picked like one scene where she decided to use an accent. I believe <laughs> that it is Cameron Diaz. That, uh, sorry, Shane. Yes, that's correct. Cameron Diaz, yes. Since she was really young and uh, she's actually been a singer in over like 60 different projects but the biggest voice actor gig she has obviously is princess fiona in shrek there you have it mm. yes wow. it tastes Shane, so I good i think you're out of lives <laughs> and i think kelsey gets goes on to try to beat bowser and rescue the princess oh that's nice wow Here's another great example of how the mean people always seem to win. I did so well. You're a beautiful man. Good job out there. Good job. Kelsey Campbell's gonna have to turn in her tiara and her glitter because she ain't no princess in this game. (laughs) But she's the winner. Remember to have your no, that doesn't work either. Mm. Um, Yoshi, have your. Have your remember to have your Yoshi spayed or neutered. It's been another great episode of Game Showy. All right, Kelsey, congratulations. Oh, no, no, no. Welcome back, Shane. I really believed in you, and I'm just I'm proud of your efforts, <laughs> and you're just you're a great opponent. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Well, glad we did this. Well done. Yeah. Why do Mario, I feel gross again? <laughs> Mario movie is out it's setting records it's so popular it's fantastic and um and uh so go check it out if you like the movies like the animated movies there you go thanks kels appreciate you being here do you i i feel sad i don't i, somewhat I don't do. know yeah okay. confusion I'm gonna you know what you should you do <laughs> just go to your closet of affirmation talk to, to Mar- talk to luigi all right i'll bring him out <laughs> now This is the Shift Podcast. Are you? Are you? Are you? Okay. 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 Are you okay with? We can get your thoughts too. 877-399-9898. If you want to contribute to let us know if you're okay with these things. Ryan O'Donnell's in downtown Calgary. John O'Chung in downtown Vancouver. I'm Shane Hewitt. Are you okay with? Rum and butter. I, I I don't know what it is. I've never had it. Never Have you had uh, a caramel bar. Never had the bar? chance to even try it. Have I had a caramel bar? Cor- yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Solid chocolate bar. Yeah. Not my favorite, but no, good. No, it's not solid. Very it's good. filled with the caramel. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't usually like, I like the solid chocolate bar. You know, if it's got a couple of layers of the gooey, that's great, but too mm -hmm. much goo is a no-go for me. How do they get the caramel inside the caramel bar? This is a great, great campaign. Uh, magic. There was another competing bar way back in the day that was called Rum and Butter. It wasn't caramel. It was different. The chocolate bar was apparently made of eight squares, each filled with non-alcoholic rum and buttery goo. Now, it has its fans, and a Calgary woman actually recreated it. But she has a very sweet problem. She's stuck with thousands of bars, and they're about to expire. Rum and butter. It's a retro treat revived by Camrose's Crystal Westergaard. One of my friends says everything is better with rum and butter. When it launched in 2021, it was an instant hit. It just brings back memories of childhood. But too much of a good thing during the pandemic slowdown. Production fell way behind the orders we were getting. And then when they could catch up, they made a whole bunch at once. And that was last June. So while we have all these extra chocolate bars that are dated for June. Now a Calgary warehouse is chock full of chocolate. She's got 133,000 of these bars stuck in a warehouse that she needs oh, to get rid no. of. Oh, you're kidding. Uh, well, I'm, 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 I don't think she'll have any problem, really. It's a sweet tooth fantasy, a Candyland quandary, a real life dream of Willy Wonka proportions. Wow. Mmm, very good. Give out a lot at Halloween, I guess. But getting rid of all these bars is harder than you think. I hope that to charities that know how to ship large food stuffs step forward and take them from us. End to end, it's enough to go from the Calgary Tower to the airport. One would probably be a person's lifetime supply because there's 11 over 11,000 chocolate bars on one pallet. 11,000 at a time. Yeah, Yikes. She just oh, wants yeah, them to yeah. be enjoyed. Interestingly enough in Canada, you don't even have to put a date on your chocolate bars. Chocolate bars are considered a safe food stuff. Meaning yes, they're still good after June. That date is so grocers can keep track of their stock. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Time to cash in your golden ticket if you can help out. Norma Reed, Global News. This is a challenge I'm willing to take on. 11,000 bars on one pallet. I'll take two pallets, please. I'll take care of it by okay, Sunday. But you would take care of it, but would you, like, like what are you going to, you, would you eat that much rum and butter? Is it that good? Oh. They were they were that good. They really were that good. Uh, text comes in rum and butter. That was amazing, right? So, another uh, contribution says I'm willing to help devour those chocolate bars. You got it. Um, Nighthawk Steve says, "Oh, that was Trucker Dan. Hey, Trucker Dan, um, I'll take a pallet." Nighthawk Steve, see these people? Like it was a good chocolate bar, right? I think you need to go get some. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's say I go try one. What am I, what's the first thing I'm going to, I'm going to expect here? You know, like what, what am I going to get from it? A mouthful of awesome. Is it really that good? It's that good. It's like a caramel barb, except it was Roman butter flavor. Um, if you want to get some, they come in minimum loads of 11,000. She hopes someone can take the bars off her hands. She says she doesn't mind taking the loss on the bars itself, but she can't afford to ship the candy out herself spending more, which is too bad. Now, I don't know how much the price is for 11,000 chocolate bars. 
I'm willing to try. I don't know how much you could like. I would try one. I, I've seen them before. That's the thing, too. They were just discontinued in 96. I was born in 96, but I've seen that logo and that wrapper before, but I definitely never had one, for sure. Trucker Dan's really losing his mind. Ryan really has no idea how good they are. It's a foodgasm. So there you go. Really? Okay, okay. Well, if I run into... I mean, I live in the same city as this lady, so if I run into her or run into the opportunity to try one, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. Not if. Go get your 11,000 damn chocolate bars and like it. Okay. Right. Yes, sir. Are you okay with... DIY... Ooh, Handy Annie would like this one. I think he's okay with it. Handy Annie would love this one. I uh, I had a DIY moment just a few minutes ago. Actually, I uh, I broke. I was talking about how I broke my keyboard. You know, one of the keys popped off. Well, so I had my keyboard in front of me, and I noticed that one of the pins seemed to be a little bent. So I took my tweezers, and then I bent it way too far one way, which was not good because then that made it worse. But then I slightly adjusted it just a tiny bit, and then I popped the I key back on, and it. It's fine. It's fixed. It's locked in there. And now I don't need to spend 130 or 100, however many dollars on a new keyboard because I just did it myself. I fixed it. Man, that was awesome. I want to chase that feeling. Mm. All right. There you go. You want to chase the DIY. Now, the hard part about the DIY is DIY finish because did you finish? Now, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. I, my rule is generally this. If I'm going to pay you to do it, you need to do it better than I can. If you're going to like fix the wall and do the drywall, you got to do a better job than I can. If you're going to paint, you got to do a better job than I can. But sometimes you got to do it yourself. And that's the attitude the Terminator had over the course of the weekend. This weekend, fed up with a massive pothole in his L.A. neighborhood, Arnold Schwarzenegger decided he would take matters into his own hands and fill it with asphalt. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, shared this video on Twitter of him fixing a pothole in his neighborhood. In the caption, he said it had been messing up bikes for weeks. And after people kept complaining, he figured he'd do something about it. He's a pothole terminator, <laughs> if you will. If you will. Now, that's a fantastic idea. If you can, you've just got some extra asphalt lying around. It's ABC News, by the way. Now, the only problem was the pothole wasn't a pothole. He actually ended up covering up a pretty important service trench. The 75-year-old actor posted a Twitter Tuesday explaining why he decided to terminate the hole. I always, always, do you want to read it? I always say, how do you do it? Uh, yeah, my Arnold's are not great, so you have to bear with me, but let me let me give it a go. And uh, again, forgive me in, in, in advance, please. Uh, let me give this a try. I always say, let's not complain. Let's do something about it. Here you go, he wrote, sharing that the hole had been screwing up cars and bicycles for weeks. Very nice. A not spokesperson bad. for the city told NBC Los Angeles that the area is not a pothole. It's not a pothole. It's not a pothole. <laughs> the official told the news station that Schwarzenegger filled in a gas service trench that was dug for ongoing work to be performed in the area by social gas. They said the work was supposed to be complete by the end of next month. Despite being rebuked for his unauthorized road work, a rep for the former governor uh, told California of uh, Governor oh boy, 
A rep for the old former governor of California, yes, he's old, but that was not included in that, told People Magazine that the city has left a lot to be desired when it comes to executing the gas work. This was not supposed to be a mouthful. The gas company will have to undo Schwarzenegger's asphalt work, and the trench will have to be redug so they can complete the project. However, even if it was a true pothole that got filled, Los Angeles Department of Public Works told ABC7 that they would have to also redo the work, even if it's Schwarzenegger's work. Anyway, that particular street is made of concrete, not asphalt. <laughs> she didn't even match it. Yeah, see, like I get, I get where he's coming from with all this. The the take matos into your own hands. Like I I understand that, but in a place especially like California, where there's more red tape than there is water right now, it's something's gonna get undone, and it just creates more problems. Uh, so I feel like you know if you got a pothole, I mean I'd be curious if anybody in Calgary has ever tried that. There's three billion potholes in the city. And I wonder if anybody just said, I'm tired of it. I'll fill it in myself. And somebody from a local government's probably going to undo your work anyway. Hmm. These days, at least. In the 80s, probably not. But now, no, no. I don't think so. Uh, no kidding. Oh, that's pretty funny, though, actually. By the way, that's Oh, it's a great asphalt. story. Are you okay with... Now, Ryan, this one hits Ryan migraines are you okay with migraines i don't think anybody's really okay with. oh god they suck i will i will never forget my first migraine i was in high school and i uh was in science class and i started noticing pretty colors in in one corner of my eye and then it started getting larger and larger until eventually i was effectively blind in one eye with just a bunch all i could see were flashing colors and patterns and it was all over the place and i couldn't understand what was happening i thought i was having a stroke i was like oh this is not good uh and then i got in the car and i was i was like uh mom I have a horrible headache and I just saw a bunch of colors and all this. By the way, this I didn't have a smartphone at this point. I couldn't just look up what was happening to me. Like this was pre-smartphone. And she said, oh, good. Welcome to the family. You just had your first migraine. So, yeah, it runs in the family and it's different for everybody. Like my migraines are just a giant inconvenience. I go blind for, you know, you know, half blind for like 30 minutes and then it disappears and then I've got a really bad headache and I get really tired, but I can function. I have done the show, uh, you know, without having a migraine earlier in the day, it's not the end of the world, but for some people, it literally will knock them out for days at a time, weeks. It's, it's, it's just, it's crazy. Now, while migraines are workable for some people, they're weather related, they're all kinds of things. It can be very difficult when the outcome is not the same. Now, these are fun outcomes for us, but probably not great for the people. Um, one Manchester woman suffered a pretty terrible migraine 10 years ago. The side effect was something called foreign accent syndrome. We've talked about it before. Basically, it's a brain injury that can cause your accent to change. Now, we've talked about a woman whose accent went from Australian to Irish before, but this one is Manchester to Chinese. I have not actually heard my voice in the conversation for nearly three years now. Her initial response upon hearing how she used to sound from a bank telephone recording Good afternoon, thank you for calling. was to long for her old accent to return. Yeah, I'm not actually ringing about my policy though, and I'm ringing for a quote. Do you still want my policy number? I know it's me, but I feel like I want to say, oh, she, she make a 
good speak. She speak a good. Uh, but like that, not me no more. There were all, there's one picture you can see all the facts. Sarah has been diagnosed with foreign accent syndrome. The condition has only 150 known cases worldwide. Although it's called foreign accent syndrome, it's literally a speech impediment. There's nothing foreign about it. Uh, you know, obviously I don't have a Chinese accent. I've never been to China. Either. You'd have to spend a considerable amount of time in China to pick up the accent. So it's impossible. Deep mud, tough nut. Night bus. Although she doesn't know why this has happened, months of speech therapy with specialist Martin Duckworth at Marjons in Plymouth have provided some insights. I actually feel quite comfortable with my speech now. Now that's so fascinating. That's about ten years ago, but it's such a fascinating story. The the what they did there, in case you didn't catch it, was the Chinese accent was the way she speaks now, and the audio they listened to was her calling into customer service just the recorded phone call of what her accent used to be. What a difference. According to the University of Dallas, FAS has been documented in cases around the world, including accent changes from Japanese to Korean, British English to French, American English to British English, and Spanish to Hungarian. One common speech hmm. change associated with FAS, uh, FAS include... Fairly predictable errors, unusual uh, prosody, including equal and access stress, especially in multisyllabic uh, words. So when you get into that tempo, the weird stuff, right? Consonant substitution, deletion, distortion, um, pausing in different places, voicing errors, uh, bike becomes pike. Trouble for consonant clusters when you have THs and TRs and all those together like not the, but ta, and so on. Vowel distortions, prolong uh, prolongations, substitutions, yeah, yeah, uh, gets inserted to words halfway through a word. So uh, that's uh, a good story uh, there, a story uh, the there. You know, that's what's happening in your brain, and it starts to sound like other accents. Absolutely fascinating stuff. And uh, we wanted to bring that to you because every time that there's a foreign accent syndrome story uh it's it's interesting to listen to it probably not great for that person but she's figuring it out no no but it's you could hear though in her the way she spoke like you could hear the accent but you could also hear those also ch those changes to her speech and that's probably how they diagnose it to make sure it's not somebody just kind of yanking everybody's chain right so that's yeah. uh that's really interesting in that I'd, I'd love to learn more about it and yeah crazy hey mom's out of the coma and then she sounds completely different thanks for listening to the shift podcast make sure you subscribe rate and review the show and share with anyone you like get it on apple podcast google podcast spotify and curiouscast.ca